we made a conscious decision that we will be positive, uplifting, showing people who Christ is in this situation. That's FEBC's director for Eurasia, talking about the country of Ukraine specifically. I'm Wayne Shepard with Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, and this is Until All Have Heard. Ed, as we have this conversation, just yesterday, you and I were in the board meeting for FEBC, and you gave an outstanding report of God working through this ministry around the world. And yet you only scratch the surface in the time we have because there's so much happening. But let's focus on Ukraine for this conversation. If you remember, Wayne, what I said in the board meeting yesterday, I said, my report on Ukraine is coming up, but it's two extreme ends of our ministry there. Hmm. I opened by talking about the difficulties, the suffering. Uh, Our director there, Edward, uh, has been separated from his wife and three children now for going on a year uh, because it's unsafe for their family to stay in the country. And yet Edward's commitment is so high to be in the midst of the situation broadcasting the good news that he's willing to make that sacrifice. And in addition, uh, about nine months ago at the beginning of the war, one of his cousins, his father's brother's son, uh, who was helping serve the ministry, was killed with a rocket. And just recently, uh, that cousin's brother, his other cousin, was a chaplain in the army, and he too was killed by an explosion in the war. Mm. So here's Edward serving the ministry of FEBC Ukraine valiantly uh, with his family separated from him. Now he's lost two cousins, but yet his focus continues to be on how can we improve the ability to get the good news into the hearts of these many horribly suffering people. Recently, of course, this week marks the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion, the all-out invasion in Ukraine, which happened on February 24th of 2022. Um, I I called Viktor Oktorov, our Eurasia director, to talk about Ukraine for my first-person radio show. We're going to hear that conversation. But as he begins the conversation, he surprised me. And I wanted listeners to hear our uh, our interaction that day and see if you're surprised by his initial response when I expected him to deliver a report of gloom coming from the country that's so war-torn at this point. Listen to how Victor responds. Well, Wayne, uh, we are growing like never before in every possible respect. Uh, we uh, opened two new big stations, uh, one in Zaporizhia. That was kind of pre-planned, but we speed up the process because of the war and we opened uh, this summer. And then uh, totally unexpected for us. One one of those miracles that just happens and uh, goes by almost unnoticed because there's so much to do. We opened the station in Kyiv, the capital of Ukraine, and, and the impact of that station is just tremendous just tremendous. Uh, We are so grateful to the Lord for opening these new doors during the most difficult crisis that Ukraine is going through. Mm -hmm. So um, as far as the um, broadcasting part, we are growing like never before. Um, As far as um, broadcasting online, we are growing and and the audience is is changing uh, to the, uh, a lot more younger people are listening to us. And um, as far as counseling ministry, we doubled the number of counselors and we brought so many new volunteers. Um, It is is amazing what the Lord is doing as far as um, one-on-one counseling of our listeners. 
It's a great report, but it does prompt a lot of questions in my mind about how this is all happening during a time of war when the people are suffering so greatly. First of all, how many radio stations uh, remain on the air in the country of Ukraine then with these new stations? Yeah, we have uh, six stations um, working as of today. Okay. And we all see the headlines about the lack of electricity in Ukraine. How is it that the radio stations remain on the air? Well, the lack of electricity means that we go on and off. Uh, as far as um, our broadcast center, we have two generators uh, and we have several different uh, internet lines. So we are broadcasting uh, uninterrupted on our end. What happens on the local station depends on the local station. So if the station is, if the city doesn't have electricity, if they have a generator, they are broadcasting. If not, they go off for a couple hours. Mm. I know that the Far East Broadcasting Company, Radio M, as it's known in Ukraine, has always been faithful to proclaiming the gospel. That's what it's all about. But how has the message been tailored uh, this last year to speak to the needs of the, the people of Ukraine? You are definitely right that we are proclaiming the gospel. And uh, since we are so interactive, uh, since we always listen to the to the listener, um, we let them speak, let them ask questions. Uh, the, the message, of course, changes because we are answering their needs. Uh, for example, a lot of people are now depressed and they are admitting this. Um, I was just talking before um, before um, talking to you just a few minutes ago to Igor. Uh, he's one of our leaders in, mm-hmm. in Kiev. And he was telling me that um, he just met one of the listeners kind of um, casually. And, and the guy started telling him how he was in deep depression. Could not share this with anybody else but he started to listen to uh, to FBC and gradually was pulled out of depression and that gives you a picture of where people are and um, we made a conscious decision that we will be uh, positive uplifting um showing people who Christ is in this situation and uh, not just cry with them, but pull them out of where they are. Mm-hmm. And people appreciate that. And so that's probably the biggest change uh, for us. We realize um, how difficult it is for, for the people. And and we are making sure that we are, uh, I don't even want to say proclaiming Christ, because it sounds like, you know, we are saying something, you know, um, wonderful, something great, you know, proclaiming Christ, he is great. It's not happening in this way. Uh, we are sharing Christ uh, with people who are there in their situations. Yeah. And uh, one, one more thing uh, uh, about that is everyone, uh, every single one uh, person on our team has lost someone in this war. Um, one of our broadcasters um, just lost his brother oh. uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And um and he's continuing to broadcast, and I'm listening to him how his broadcasts are changing, and uh, and you, it is difficult to describe, but you can feel that he's speaking from the place of pain and the place of hope at the same time. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because there are a number of people who are ministering either on the air themselves or in support roles to make the broadcast happen. Of course, there's the counselors, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but it is having an impact on them. How how do they keep their spirit up at a time when you know, they're trying to minister to people who are so broken and um, troubled at this time and fearful? How how does the staff keep it together? 
This is the question I, I'm trying to ask our people, honestly, you know, how are you doing? So this question kind, kind of became uh, became in our team and generally in Ukraine. Uh, now it's okay to ask how, how you're doing. And that's that's a code for, are you okay, basically? Are you surviving? Are you still up there? Are you still fighting? And um, so uh, almost every day I'm asking somebody how. how uh, yeah. And we sometimes say that superficially, but it doesn't sound like it's a superficial thing in Ukraine at all. That that's that's a that's a very very different question today in Ukraine, and um, um, most uh, of our people are saying, "I'm exhausted at night. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm full of joy." As we start broadcasting uh, in the morning, uh, but that means that the batteries are low. Uh, so so we need we really depend on the Holy Spirit and on each other as we encourage one another. So we are what we are trying to do is to to create uh, as many uh, little kind of sessions where we have not not seminars but but times together where we care for one another as broadcaster, where we encourage one another, listen to one another, cry together, support each other. So and that's and that's the way we, we survive today. And the other side of this is as, as we are trying to encourage others. I was just talking to Max, who is our program director, and, and he was sharing with me how uh, they started kind of employing uh, its free labor force, local university there, media department. Uh, so the students come in and we give them assignments, technical assignments, go and interview someone on the street and they do. Um, and of course they, and they're not, not Christians. They just come in and do work for us. And uh, they listen to the message and they are changing before our eyes one of them started attending church already it is it is amazing to see how the gospel is affecting people who are right here and of course this goes for all the listeners yeah. throughout ukraine all right let's come back to the counseling that's happening during this wartime uh this is in addition to the radio ministry but the radio ministry brings attention to it how does the counseling work and who are the counselors who are taking the phone calls from listeners who are so deeply uh, in distress well, we um, had a group of counselors that we started. We started this ministry just just few months before the war began. So it was God's providence to uh, to, to to have this happen before. Uh, and then um, we have some trained people who have 10, 12 years of experience counseling before in different organizations, and uh, now they are counseling radio listeners and those are the people who are already prepared who listen to our programs who know generally who jesus is who are interested enough and they feel open enough and they're trusting us enough to to call us uh, so that's the phone phone counseling and um, people are coming to know the lord um like never before. Um, just in the last couple of months, 400 people came to know Christ, um, professed him as their savior, and they were connected mm. to the local church, which is really important for us. It's not just, you know, virtual Christians. It's, you know, new Christians who are connected to local body of believers. And then uh, we decided, uh, because there is a huge need for that, especially with the refugees scattered in different countries, uh, millions of people have left Ukraine, don't know what to do. And young people prefer uh, to uh, to not talk to you, but, um, but message you. And uh, so we started that ministry. That grew and became even bigger than the phone ministry. And uh, 
especially young people are becoming Christians. And we are so excited about that. Uh, so uh, we doubled our team. We brought new volunteers, new kind of volunteers who know how to communicate online. And um, it is it is amazing. We had to um, let go of some volunteers, and they're wonderful people. They did great work before the war. Today, it is so the problems are so difficult. It is it is impossible to just solve a problem or tell somebody just go read the passage from the Bible. Uh, it is complex and difficult and deep. So most of our volunteers today and people who are actually staff members are well-trained as counselors. Victor, you've given us much so we know how to pray more effectively for your team in Ukraine. And we certainly do pray for a victory here for the Ukrainian people and an end to this fighting, this war, this terrible tragedy that's fallen upon them. How can we pray for you and the staff specifically? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe pray for courage, um, because we are all tired. Um, maybe pray for strength, um, because because we are tired. And um, pray for uh, results to continue uh, to be there, because uh, this is the thing that encourages the team more than anything else when we see people coming to know the Lord, becoming vibrant Christians, uh, despite everything that's going on around them. So, um, and may I ask you to pray for the listeners more than anything, because this is, this is what our people, our team members are asking uh, me always. Can, can we organize uh, our people, people who support us to pray for the listeners so that the Holy Spirit prepares their hearts as they listen to our voices? Well, Wayne, uh, that interview with Victor is very telling. It speaks of the struggle that he and his staff are willing to endure Mm -hmm. for the purposes of bringing the good news. But it also points to the results, to the way God, through these courageous young broadcasters in Ukraine, are bringing people to faith in Jesus Christ. We opened this discussion with me saying that at our board meeting, Wayne, I talked about the two extremes of the ministry in Ukraine, the difficulty of our staff suffering through these consequences, uh, living separated from family, losing family members, listening to the stories that are coming in from those asking for counseling about uh, horrible loss and tragedy. But the other extreme is the point that Victor so well made in the interview that there is a bright light on this dark country Absolutely that right. because of the circumstances, great things are happening. And it is those results, he said at the very end, those indications that people are coming to follow Christ that fuel the passion of our broadcasters to, despite the circumstances they're in, to communicate the gospel even more clearly mm-hmm. with more enthusiasm to pray for those people. So it is a difficult circumstance. I love Victor's one response when you first asked him, how can we pray for you? He said, I don't know. I don't know. But it is a point that I hear from our Ukrainian staff all the time, Hmm. that we depend on God's wisdom. We don't depend on our own wisdom. And we must do that. Um, I'd like to quote a scripture, Wayne, that's a little bit unusual, but I think at this particular time, it's very relevant. If you look at 2 Samuel chapter 11, David had been 
seeing great results because he was trusting God. He was winning battles and, and conquering things, and things were going great for David. But when chapter 11 starts, it says, In the spring of the year, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men. And I think to myself, our staff in Ukraine could easily say, it's a time of war, and we're going to let someone else deal with this, and we're going to protect ourselves. We're going to pull back. We're going to relax and pray that the situation ends. But that's not what they've chosen to do. They've chosen to go into the war for the purpose of God. And if you think about David, had David taken a different approach in this verse and said, it is my duty as a king to go into the war, to fight with my armies, to be with my men, all of the rest of the trouble following subsequently with Bathsheba and Uriah would never have happened. Had David been obedient to what he knew was the right thing to do, to go with the army and, the, and, and Joab and be the king in the presence of the difficulties, his life would have been much mm-hmm. better. I believe our Ukrainian staff are so obedient to God's call that they understand, we know this is difficult. We know you're going to have to suffer. We know it's going to be uh, stressful for your family. But I ask you to do this thing, and that is why, Wayne, we're seeing thousands of people in the country of Ukraine turning this darkness into the hope of placing their faith in Jesus Christ. That's so good. And I ask, I ask you who are listening to pray for them, as Victor said, for their courage, for their endurance, for their obedience to God's command, and pray for the listeners, too, that their hearts would be open, and when they hear the good news of Christ— they too will come to mm-hmm. faith. Ed, I'm going to ask you to pray in a moment, but there is one more thing I want to touch on. We'll take just a moment here, but the other incredible aspect of the story of FEBC in Ukraine during war is the fact that our ministry continues to grow in the number of stations that we have. Talk about how that's been possible. Well, yeah, we have a very good relationship with the government. As a matter of fact, Victor and I met with a leading parliamentarian who happens to be in charge of radio and television in the country uh, over the Christmas holidays. And uh, we spent quite a lot of time with him. He essentially reported that because we've heard so many good things about people responding to your radio broadcast, how your broadcast in the midst of war is bringing hope and uh, uh, encouraging the people through prayer and other things, that it is a valuable tool of war for our people in the country. And as a result, they have gifted us a number of FM radio licenses in the country. I I believe it's God's reward to say, as you follow me, as you're obedient to my command, I will give you greater things. And so it gives us the opportunity to broadcast in Zaporozh and Kiev and several other countries, thereby allowing many more people to hear the good news of God. And, And we credit God entirely for that. It is a gift of God that this has come our way. And so, yeah, growth in the middle of war, you don't think no, about it like no. that, Wayne, but it's our provision. Yeah. Well, it's such an important part of the story. I just wanted to mention that briefly. We have these conversations so our listeners get the inside story of how God is working through FEBC. And that's a that's a great example to me. So, well, let's wrap it up. Yeah. And, and as you urged our listeners yeah. to pray, let's pray right now, if you would, uh, on our behalf. Yeah. 
for this. Before I pray, Wayne, I just want to make one very brief comment. You know, we talk about how brave and courageous our staff there are. You hear the courage in Victor's voice, but yet they are human beings. And if I could tell you how many phone calls I've been on with our staff there who are weeping, who are crying, they're breaking down. I can't hear these stories of our listeners' families dying anymore. Um, You would understand that even though they are brave and courageous, they are deeply wounded in their emotions by what they're seeing and hearing in that war. So with that in mind, let's pray for the situation in Ukraine. Uh, Father, we go before you today with um, very heavy hearts, concern for all of the people in the country of Ukraine, many who have lost loved ones, um, many who have lost their home, many who are suffering with separation from family, uh, from hunger, from injury, and, and basically, Lord, from despair. But yet, We pray, Father, that through these difficult circumstances, you would continue to encourage our staff to stay true to the mission, proclaim the good news, trust that as you have told us, your message, your son will never leave us alone. He will never depart from us. He will provide the hope necessary in the time of even war to give them encouragement, to bring a bright life into their life. So, Lord, we pray that our broadcasters would effectively communicate your message, not our message, a message of hope in times of despair and difficulty, a message of hope for this life is not all there is. There is another life that you can look forward to through placing your trust in Jesus Christ. And I pray for those broadcasters, Lord, they are working very hard. They are sacrificing themselves They are denying themselves for the purpose of proclaiming your gospel. Give them a bit of encouragement today, Lord. Reach out to them with the hope that your son is pleased with the work that they're doing and that someday this war will end and there will be no more tears and everything will be according to the plan that you have made for all of us who place our faith in you. So, Lord, we just trust you at this time and pray for the staff pray for the listeners, pray for the soldiers in the war, that this situation would be one that brings some peace of joy through salvation in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Ed Cannon, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard, giving you a little inside story of what uh, was happening around the globe through this ministry. So we'll be back with another episode in a week or so, and we urge you to join us then. In the meantime, there's much more information about Ukraine and what's going on there, as well as the other fields of ministry that we have. Just go to febc.org. With thanks to Victor Akhtaroff and Ed Cannon, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard, produced by Joe Carlson for the Far East Broadcasting Company.